Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. In his second epistle to the Corinthians, St. Paul tells a remarkable story of a man that he knew who had been caught up into the third heaven and even up into paradise, which according to first century Judaism, Jewish mysticism, uh, was the dwelling place of God. He says that whether this man was in the body or out of the body, he could not tell. Now, even though, you know, he puts this in the third person and says, I knew of a man who had this remarkable experience, we believe that St. Paul is actually telling of an experience that he had himself. An experience where he was taken up into a mystical sphere in the third heaven and even unto paradise. He's describing an experience that is very much like the prophets of old that we read about in the Hebrew scriptures. Think of Isaiah being caught up and encountering God on his throne. The great vision that he had, that he relates to us. Think about Ezekiel and his vision of the chariot throne of God in the glory cloud. So St. Paul tells us this story. And he tells us like the prophets of old, he too was caught up. And he had this spectacular encounter with the glory of God in the heavens. Whether in the body or out of the body, he could not tell. But he did see and hear things. Fantastic and glorious things. Now, we're talking about specifically this event that he describes in uh, Corinthians chapter 12. But if we were to do a a fuller examination of St. Paul's encounters with the glory cloud, we would have to consider other incidents as well, most notably his meeting of the risen Christ on the road to Damascus, in which case he also discovered, he saw God and discovered that the very God of Israel he had worshipped his entire life turned out to be that Nazarene who he had been persecuting. When St. Paul was transported up into the mystical heavens, whether in the body or out of the body, he could not tell, he passed through a hierarchy of glory and ranks of heavenly beings. He went up higher and higher into very paradise, the very realm of God's majestic throne, the glory cloud. And as he went up into the brighter glory, he heard things. He heard holy and glorious things, sacred things, he says. He says that what he heard was so holy and so sacred, it was too sacred to be put into human words. He said that the things he heard in the presence of God spoken by the heavenly beings are not permissible to speak. To speak in the fleshly realm. Now, 
on a side note, he tells the Corinthians when he goes into relating his experience, he tells them that he is telling them about this reluctantly. He'd rather not tell them about what happened to him, but he needs to do it in order to teach them something. It's necessary. And then he says, but it's not profitable. I assume what he means is it's not profitable for him to tell the story, but necessary for them to hear it. It would be better if he could just be silent about it. In fact, he goes on to explain that that's why God sent a demon to be his constant companion. Also, you want to see God? Well, you might get a demon for a friend. God sends him a demon to be his constant companion, to trouble him, to keep him from being puffed up, becoming arrogant because of the revelations that he had. Beware of success. It puffs up. Pride goeth before the fall. You know, if St. Paul was actually caught up to the very throne of God and needed a demon to keep him humble, we need to be wary of success, even little successes. You know, we get puffed up when we read a book and think we know something. Oh, I had an insight. I mean, we can read a blog and we're like, wow. I... I had somebody tell me years ago that he thought he had become deified. I said, no, I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> we, we read a blog article and we think we've like, you know, I don't know, gotten some grand revelation. How insightful we've become. We've discovered the mysteries of the kingdom. We also get puffed up, by the way, when we have a few extra dollars in our pocket. You know, that happens. Beware of riches. Don't set your heart upon them. You get a few extra bucks in your pocket, and all of a sudden you feel like, you know, you're really something. I can go out and buy steak instead of hamburger now. Look at my new shiny whatever. Does it to us. Well, Paul didn't just have a few extra dollars. I mean, he was literally, whether in the body or out of the body, you can't tell, but he was caught up into paradise, into the very throne room of God. Think Isaiah. Think Ezekiel. That's what happened to Paul. Remarkable. So he got a demon friend. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. I mean, do we really want to see God? At any rate, St. Paul didn't get his insights from a blog post. He went to the highest heavens like the prophets of old. And he saw and he heard things. He saw and he heard things that he could not repeat on this earth. And like the prophets of old, he suffered for it. Although I imagine he still considered it a good trade, nonetheless. Keep all of that in mind when you hear the first line of our epistle this morning. From Romans chapter 6. He says, brethren, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Many times St. Paul in his epistles tells his readers that he is actually watering down the message, milk instead of meat, because of the limitations of their hearing. And actually, if we are fed something that we're not ready for, that we're not prepared for, not in a condition to hear, it, it can be dangerous to us, not beneficial. But he makes it clear in every case that the limitations to what we can hear is always due to fleshliness, to some form of uncleanness or sinfulness, always. It's always the point. 
all of us, what we all want, the deepest core of our being is to see the beauty of the Lord. That's what we want. It's what we all desire. It's our greatest desire. It's our longing is to see the beauty of the Lord. We can only see it, though, as we are told in the scriptures, in a state of holiness. The prophets, in fact, speak of the beauty of holiness. The prophets can speak of this from authority because the prophets, by definition of being a prophet, were caught up and they saw the beauty of the Lord and they experienced the beauty of holiness. St. John the Apostle tells us that the pure in heart shall see God. In our gradual proper this morning from Psalm 34, it says, They had an eye unto him and were enlightened, and their faces were not ashamed. To be illumined is to gain the knowledge of God through encounter, and that encounter only comes through holiness. St. Paul goes on to teach us in our epistle this morning, that we must stop yielding our members to uncleanness and iniquity. And he says we must become the slaves of righteousness and holiness. Now, in your translation it says servant, but it's actually slave. <laughs> Dulos. We are slaves of God. Think about that phrase. Imagine what that looks like. To be chained. To be brought into submission. To holiness, a slave unto holiness, a slave unto righteousness. To be free does not mean that you will no longer serve a master, that you will no longer be a slave. We will always be a slave. We will always have a master. But to whom and to what? That's the only question. We are called to be a kingdom of prophets. Prophets. What is a prophet? The prophet is one who has been caught up into heaven, has had a revelation, an encounter with the glory cloud of God, with the beauty of holiness. This is what we all desire and long for above all else. But it is only possible if we yield our members, as St. Paul says, to holiness. In our gospel lesson, Jesus warns of false prophets those who claim to have had this encounter with God, but are, in fact, liars. Maybe they know they're liars. Maybe they've deceived themselves and think that they've really had this encounter. But in any event, he calls them wolves in sheep's clothing. They are to be avoided, rejected. We're simply to stay away from them and not become like them. They are known by their fruits. They're not holy. They're not clean, not pure regardless of the show they might put on or the story they might weave. He says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. The truth is what is real. And what is real is what is true. And this is the only thing that is actually beautiful, that which is holy. Everything else is a lie, is false, and leads unto death. We are easily deceived. That's why we're warned so often in the scriptures. That's why we pray so often that we would have good sight, that we would be illumined, that we would be alert, 
and to wear the path of the Lord. We are so easily deceived. But if we focus all of our energy on humble obedience, on purity of heart, on making ourselves slaves unto holiness, then we will become prophets. Prophets who will be caught up into the beauty of holiness. Caught up into that very glory cloud where we will see God in his majesty. That is the telos of our life. It is our greatest desire. But there are no shortcuts. There are no alternate paths. There are no magic pills. We live in a culture of fads. Culture of fads. Quick fixes. Smoke and mirrors. Pop a pill. Doesn't work that way when it comes to the kingdom of God and having the vision of God. It only comes through obedience, humility, faith, and love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.